Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Friday. This is the 22nd week after Pentecost. This week we continue reading the book of 1 Samuel. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel chapter 11. About a month later, Nahash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabesh-Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Make a treaty with us and we will serve you. But Nahash the Ammonite said to them, On this condition I will make a treaty with you, namely, that I gouge out everyone's right eye, and thus put disgrace upon all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to him, Give us seven days' respite, that we may send messengers through all the territory of Israel, that if there is no one to save us, we will give ourselves up to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul, they reported the matter in the hearing of the people, and all the people wept aloud. Now Saul was coming from the field, behind the oxen, and Saul said, What is the matter with the people, that they are weeping? So they told him the message from the inhabitants of Jabesh. And the Spirit of God came upon Saul in power when he heard these words, and his anger was greatly kindled. He took a yoke of oxen, and he cut them in pieces, and he sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by messengers, saying, Whoever does not come out after Saul and Samuel, so shall it be done to his oxen. Then the dread of the Lord fell upon the people, and they came out as one. When he mustered them at Bezek, those from Israel were three hundred thousand, and those from Judah seventy thousand. They said to the messengers who had come, Thus you shall say to the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead, Tomorrow by the time the sun is hot you shall have deliverance. When the messengers came and told the inhabitants of Jabesh, they rejoiced. So the inhabitants of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will give ourselves up to you, and you may do whatever seems good to you. The next day Saul put the people in three companies. At the morning watch they came into the camp and cut down the Ammonites until the heat of the day. 
and those who survived were scattered, so there were no two of them were left together. The people said to Samuel, Who is it that said, Shall Saul reign over us? Give them to us so that we may put them to death. But Saul said, No one shall be put to death this day, for today the Lord has brought deliverance to Israel. Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingship. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed offerings of well-being before the Lord, and there Saul and all the Israelites rejoiced greatly. Saul has been chosen by the Lord and anointed king by Samuel. His kingship has been ratified by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as he is among the prophets. And he has been chosen also by lots and acclaimed by the elders and the tribal leaders of Israel. But while the elites are shouting, long live the king, others, the lowers, the outcasts, the least among them, are muttering, can this man save us? In, in the crisis of Ammonite aggression against uh, Jabesh, in the oppression that the Ammonites are imposing upon uh, those tribes of Israel to the east, the Lord is going to answer that question, and Saul will at last make the transition from farmer to ruler and king over Israel. And yet, if we listen closely, we will hear Saul himself declare that it was not he who saved Israel, but the Lord their God who worked through Saul, stirring his spirit to rage, who worked through Israel and who rallied to, to the Israel who rallied to Saul's call. They were swept on by, by the fear of the Lord, and it was the Lord then who delivered Israel. Saul was merely open to the moving of the Spirit. So the question, can this man save us, is answered with a no, but the Lord can. And yes, the Lord will, through this man, save us. Yet, maybe in this story, and, and probably in the stories that are, are coming forward, we are going to find the violence that's present here troubling and puzzling. We are told this morning, actually, that the moving of the Spirit stirs Saul to anger, and anger that strikes fear into the hearts of Israel's tribes so that they rally to fight against the Ammonites and slaughter them off so that they may live again without fear. We must remember, though, when we think about this and, and understand the dynamic in the story about how weak and powerless Israel really is even compared to their immediate neighbors, the Ammonites in the east, the Philistines in the west. As citizens of the most militarily powerful nation on the planet, I think it is hard for us to understand what it is like to live under the threats of violence and oppression that the Israelites were living under each and every day. When the Lord rallies them behind Saul to fight against the Ammonites, it is to undo the oppression of the Ammonites, the violence of the Ammonites against them. And it is an underdog rising up to right the injustice of a powerful and arrogant king and his army. It is the miracle of the weak defeating the strong. And it is again the testimony that the Lord fights against the powerful to raise up the weak 
just as the Lord did when the Lord raised his people from slavery in Egypt and destroyed the Egyptian army in the process. So this raises some questions, I think, for us to meditate uh, along the way, um, to meditate on the question of whether uh, in which the, the way in which nations project power and, uh, and, and their might and their military within the world. Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, and Saul go to war. Saul's call, cause is just. He fights in the spirit of the Lord to execute God's power to save and deliver God's people. But Saul's aggression is not justified simply by the fact that he fights for Israel or that he is Israel or that he fights for Israel's interests or to enlarge its borders or to enrich its kingdom or for any other reasons that uh, he may go to war. This then is the story of God inspiring God's people to rise up and participate in God's liberation for them. Is it any wonder then? that Jesus will surprise everyone in his mission and ministry. Jesus will eventually rewrite the narrative of the Lord's deliverance and salvation in a way that turns into the violence and absorbs its power and finally triumphs over the power of death by dying on the cross and then being raised on the third day. And even though we're a long way from that time and place, we hear some of those themes starting to emerge already. Chiefly the question, can this man save us? In the acclamation and celebration, the shouts in the camp that say, it is the Lord who saves. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. 
For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. We pray for the people of our congregation, that we might love you more deeply and more truly. For those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the sick and for those who care for them. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.